Welcome to the Stop Being a Financial Doofus podcast, where we talk about little changes that can mount great change in your personal finances and life. I am your host, John Glazer, and I am a financial doofus. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Stop Being a Financial Doofus podcast. My name is John Glazer, and I am your host. I am sorry for the technical difficulties for those of you who are joining us on Facebook Live. Uh, technology got the best of me and it took me a little while to get it going. But hey, we are here and we are ready to rock and roll. So today we are talking about saving on groceries. It's one of the most spent items probably on your budget. Uh, That and maybe your housing payment and uh, maybe a combined cars or whatever. But probably groceries is something that we spend a lot of money on, but we don't really realize how much we could actually save and how simple it is to do some savings and incremental steps when it comes to saving on groceries. Food, we all need it, and we all have to have it, and we all need to buy it. So how can we save on it? Some of us, um, some of us eat all our meals at home. Some of us eat meals at home, and sometimes we eat out. And others of us, uh, we, all, we eat all of our meals out. I would challenge you if you're one of those people to start eating at home because if you're eating out all the time, you're spending probably two to three times more than what you could save if you were eating at home. Um, uh, the least expensive ways to eating meals is meal planning and eating at your home and cooking your own meals. Now, I know that there's things out there like uh, you know the, the services that um, that pre-prepare your foods and just send you the grocery, like the actual ingredients and then you make it and all that stuff. If that's something you choose to do that, that is fine. But actually um, you might not save as much as you think with those kind of things. We're not going to talk about those today, but if you are one of those, I would uh, ask you to look at the ingredients that are in that and then see what's in the actual groceries and see if you're actually saving any money on those. So the first step is admitting you have a problem, right? Uh, you have to know what you're spending before you can do reduce what you're spending things on. For many of us, we might be going off of a spreadsheet or some of us might use online tools um, to, to manage your budget. Um, I, I use a tool called You Need a Budget or YNAB for short. Uh, the great thing about online tools or application tools uh, they do the math for you and you just plug in the numbers, which is great. Um, there's a lot of zero balance budget uh, kind of apps out there. YNAB is one of them and that's what I use and I recommend if you're looking for a, an, an easy tool. But hey, if you're old school and you want to use um, spreadsheets, there's nothing wrong with that. I actually use spreadsheets with my clients as well that uh, work with me on their personal finances uh, to, to get them where they need to be going. So it just depends on where you're feeling comfortable. But the biggest point is you need to know where you're at, right? And whatever tool that is that you're using, that is fine. But you have to have some kind of tool, even if it's pen and paper, you know, I mean, the old check ledger and all that stuff. I mean, we don't use it so much anymore in a traditional sense of what it was used for back when my parents and my grandparents were uh, doing their finances. But people still do it that way. And there's nothing wrong with that as long as you're tracking and, and putting together some kind of a budget. Before I became like when I was a doofus, when I was a financial doofus, I had no budget. I was just throwing it up in the air and hoping that things would fall. You know, I would have a checking account and I would see that I had a thousand dollars in the checking account. And I said, oh, cool. I can spend a thousand dollars before the next payday. That's not budgeting. 
That is looking at your checking account and seeing that you have money and not budgeting for anything. So when surprises come or yearly expenses come, you haven't budgeted for them. You're just looking at your checking account and you're living paycheck to paycheck. And that's what we're trying to get away from. You know, so what, like I said, spending on groceries is a big, huge savings. Um, if you don't know what you're spending on groceries, if you don't have a budget right now, I would challenge you to go back three to six months. I mean, three would probably be plenty to give you a good ballpark idea of the average every month of what you're spending on groceries. And all you got to do is open up your bank account or your credit card account. If you're using, um, you know, point cards or something and paying it off every month, whatever you're using to make your purchases when it comes to grocery shopping, go back and look at every single time you went to the grocery store, whether it be Kroger or Aldi or whatever that place is for you, wherever you are in uh, what part of the country you're in. So go back and look at every single one of those things. You don't need necessarily know what it's for. If the one that becomes complicated is places like Walmart or Target, because you can buy clothes, you can buy you know, electronics and all that stuff. And so unless you know you bought a particular thing with a certain receipt, then um, you're going to have a tougher time at those locations. But if you go to like a Kroger, for example, you know, at Kroger, most Kroger's, there are some Kroger's that are getting into the clothing and appliances and stuff like that. But most Kroger's you're going to, or grocery stores like Kroger, you're going to go and go actually buy groceries. So Go back about three to six months if you want a better idea of where you're at and see how much you're spending and just write it out or put it in a spreadsheet, however you want to do it and see on average what you're spending. You'll probably be shocked if it's, this is not something that you're tracking. You'll probably be shocked on how much money you're actually spending on all the grocery trips that you're making. And I'm not talking the once a week or once every other week grocery trips that you make. I'm talking all about all the in-between ones as well that you use. If you're using cash, it's going to be a little bit harder unless you keep your receipts. If you, if you keep receipts, then great. Just go through your receipts, add them all up for, you know, a month at a time and see on average what you're spending monthly on your uh, groceries. So don't worry about being perfect with this right now. We're just trying to get an idea of where you're at and where you stand and how much you've actually been spending. If you're using a tool such as YNAV, like you need a budget or an online tool um, and you've been tracking those things, you probably have a grocery line and then you can go in there and see what the average is for your actual spending in that area. So once you've learned the amounts to consider how much you can cut, now let's look at how much you can cut, excuse me. You don't need to do something huge. Try something small because what I've learned in life is if I say my grocery budget was $1,200 a month and I wanna cut it down to 600, I'm probably gonna fail and when I fail like that, I am probably not gonna continue to try and make the effort to lower my grocery budget. So let's say your grocery budget is $600 a month. We're just throwing a number out there. Set yourself up for success. And so this month, let's say you're going to cut $50 off the budget. That's for the whole month. That's not, um, that's not $50 a week or anything like that. It actually comes down to $12.50 on a four-week month, right? So if you can do $12.50 a week or $50 a month, then you will save $600 a year. So that when you look at it in that regards, like a year's worth of savings, that's a pretty big amount of savings. So 
I would challenge you to make a small amount and start this. You could start this month or you could wait till next month because we're already in the seventh day of the month, but there's nothing wrong with just starting now, right? Um, you don't need to make drastic changes and, and actually you don't want to, because remember, like I said, those big changes are going to probably set you up for failure and you're not willing to do the big things that you need to do. You're going to be more successful by taking small incremental changes to make sure that you're doing things. And when you see that like $50, wow, I saved $50. Well, let's see, maybe I can save another $50 next month. And then stretch yourself to see what you can save because then that savings becomes something saved for a a bigger purchase or a vacation or retirement or your kid's college fund or that new car or whatever it is that you want and you want to save up for. So for example, another example is if you save $20 a week and cut groceries, that's a thousand dollars savings over the course of a year. You know, $50 a month again is a $600 a year savings. So just cutting a little bit can go a long way. So what are some ideas that you can do to uh, save when you're grocery shopping? So number one, I got, I got uh, eight steps here or eight ideas for you that you can go through. Number one, what you know what you already have. What I mean by that is you want to go into the pantry, take stock of what you have in the pantry, the fridge, the freezer, and then you want to start from there. I see a lot of people... Um, talking about on the food network and everything like right now, especially that we're in quarantine or stay at home or whatever, like their pantry and their food is like watching an episode of the food network chopped show because they're just taking whatever they have in their pantry and in their freezer and just putting it together because they don't go to the grocery store on a regular basis. Hey, if that works for you, then that's great. You know, putting together something fun and creative based on what you have and you're saving money because you're not going to the grocery store and buying something that you probably didn't need. And we're going to get into that here in the next second, because the more you go to the grocery store, the more you spend, not just because you go to the grocery store and spend more, but I'm going to talk about that in a little bit here in a second. You don't have to get uh, too creative. You don't have to go and do the chopped episode, so to speak. But what you want to do is take inventory of what you have, because when you know what you already have, then you can start meal planning and know what you already have in the pantry, fridge, and freezer, and you're not wasting food. The second point is to start with a menu that utilizes what you already have and then add to it as you go. For example, if I have a package of chicken and I have some spaghetti sauce in the freeze, you know, and in, 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 sorry, if I have a package of chicken in the freezer and some spaghetti sauce in the pantry uh, and I put those two together, they can make a, ch a great chicken spaghetti recipe by cooking the chicken and then just adding the sauce. If you don't have noodles, then you can add to that to your grocery shopping list. And for one meal, all you had to buy was noodles. Uh, you could buy some garlic bread if you wanted to or something like that. But uh, you can also go with a more healthy option with spiraling up some zucchini and making some zucchini noodles, however you want to do it. But there you go. You have one meal based on what's already in your pantry and in your freezer. So then you can meal plan around what you already have, purge what you have, then start going and starting fresh every week or every other week whenever you go grocery shopping. Point number three, plan your meals throughout, uh, plan for all of your meals throughout the week. So I know a lot of people and I know several people in particular that eat daily, whatever they're going to go and they go grocery shopping daily for whatever they're going to get. 
And this becomes a problem because uh, you end up spending more doing it that way. So just don't plan your dinners when you're doing this planning, okay? Plan for your lunches, your breakfast, and your snacks. And also get your kids involved in the planning. Your kids will want to have certain things for lunch. So have them make their lunch menu. We do this sometimes with our kids. We have them sit down and go Monday through Friday. What is your lunch menu going to be? And I'll say, well, I want a ham sandwich this day. I want a peanut butter and jelly sandwich this day. I want, you know, pepperonis and cheese this day or whatever that's going to be. And they put those things down in a list. And then we hold them to that list because we're going to go out and buy the things that go into that list. And they planned it. They are accountable to whatever they put on their list. Um, so take, take consideration of whatever leftovers you have when you're making your shopping list for the week. Maybe you make some uh, chicken spaghetti, like I said earlier, and there's leftovers that somebody can have for lunch the next day. Don't, uh, don't let food go to waste just because you made too much. You know, put that food in the fridge, put it in the freezer for another day. And, uh, but because every time you throw that food away, you're just throwing money in the trash. So you can also be realistic and look at your calendar. Um, you don't want to be making difficult meals when you have kids that are going five different places at night if you have kids. So if you have a bunch of nights that are, you know, your kids are going to be out doing band or sports or whatever they do, then consider prepping the meals over the weekend and then have some extra time and have them ready to warm up on the microwave or even freeze them um, over the weekend and pull them out of the freezer and stick them in the oven, stick them in the microwave, whatever that is. For us and our family, one of our favorite pre-made meals are enchiladas or enchiladas. Uh, I call them enchiladas because I'm not from Texas. But anyway, uh, we cook the chicken in a crock pot. We do that throughout the day while we're at work. We're shredding, we shred the chicken. We make the enchiladas and um, we put them in several disposable pans. Um, and then we freeze them already made with all the sauce, with all the cheese, whatever we're going to put on them. And we freeze them. And then when it's like, when it's a day when we're just like, oh gosh, we got 10 things going on tonight, we're not going to have time to prepare a, a real like from scratch dinner. We can pull out one of those, put it in the, in the uh, oven for 30, 40 minutes. And then we have a fresh pan of enchiladas, whatever that is for you, plan it out, get the family together and decide what are we going to have this week. And if you have to plan and make it and start prepping on the weekend, then do so. You know, the other thing is to plan and prepare for your fruits and veggies. This is a big loss um, that we've learned in our family. Um, and, and it's one of those that we get our kids involved as well. And we hold them accountable to whatever we buy. So if I say, they say, I want that package of grapes. Okay, cool. Well, we're going to buy that package of grapes, but you need to eat the package of grapes because what happens is they'll eat them once and then they don't eat them. And then we're throwing money down the tube. We're in the garbage because we throw away a bad bad bunch of grapes. So don't buy what you won't eat and commit to eating what you buy, right? Point number four, commit to not going out to eat. You don't want to save on groceries just to go and spend eating out. I know it's easy to choose to eat out when you've had a long day and you, you know, whatever. Um, if it's in your budget to eat out and you've had that long day, then go ahead and eat out. Indulge yourself and enjoy, you know, but have that budget line. And if you're at that, like if I put $100 for eating out for the month and I'm at, you know, 
99 and it's like, oh, I don't feel like cooking today. You're going to have to make a choice. Am I going to go and eat out? I have $1. I don't think you can go and eat out for a dollar. Um, but, or you're going to stay home and make something simple at home, whether it be a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or a ham and cheese sandwich or, or whatever that is, commit to not going out all the time when you, it's, it's convenient because convenience turns into uh, higher spending on a lot of different things. So the uh, point number five, only go to the grocery once a week. This is a big deal. And this is going to take some pre-planning back to back up to what we were talking about with putting your meals plan together. Because if you don't pre-plan, you're going to forget something. And when you forget something, you have to go back to the grocery store. And when you make that trip to this grocery store, usually if you, if like, I'm going to use the spaghetti sauce again. If I need to go out and buy a jar of spaghetti sauce that might cost $3, what normally happens is when I go to the grocery store, I don't just spend $3 on that spaghetti sauce. I pick a thing that I see on the shelf that I really like. I pick a thing on an end cap that looks enticing to me. And before I know it, when I go out of the store, I've spent $50 on things that I didn't intend to buy, right? So pre-plan your meals. And then if you have to go to the store throughout the week because you forgot something, then commit to just buying that one or two things that you needed for that meal. All right. Because all those little shopping trips start to add up to be big numbers at the end of the month. Right. So you could literally go to the grocery and spend $100, $150 a week. But then if you're spending $50 a week, three times each, throughout the week because you forgot to get something at the grocery, that's another $150. And that's where it starts to add up. Number six, consider a curbside pickup. Um, I know a lot of people now are probably doing this, especially with what's going on in the world and you're not wanting to go in the grocery store. Um, we've been doing it. Uh, we actually were doing some uh, Kroger click list, um, which is a curbside pickup, but other companies, other grocery stores have it. Um, it costs five bucks and people go, I'm not paying five bucks for curbside pickup. I guarantee you, cause we've learned it in our family. When you pre-plan your meals, when you have a menu and you go through your pantry and you go through your, uh, your freezer and everything and see what you have and only buy the things that you need for, um, for your groceries, then you are going to save money and that $5 is going to be well worth the money spent. Um, we went from probably spending $200 a grocery trip to when we really were doing well and we have, we, we've gone through phases. Right now we haven't done as good, but we've done pretty good. Uh, but when we were working on our diet and losing a lot of weight, we were really intentional about our meal planning. And we were literally spending 90 to $100 on a grocery trip, which was huge for us because we're a family of four. And to spend 90 to $100 going to the grocery store was a pretty big deal. And we did that because we did click lists. So when you do a click list or you do a curbside pickup, you aren't, you're not tempted to do compulsive spending. You know, like stores are built and they're designed so that you will go and spend just because you're there and they put end caps of food that's enticing, you know, things that make you like want to eat them and all that stuff. And then you just for the moment you buy, right? The other thing is you're not tempted to buy because you're hungry because you don't go into the store. You just go into a, a spot, you call the number that's on the sign, you tell them what spot you're in, they deliver your groceries. Um, 
this, the other thing that helps us is it forces us to pre-plan our meals and stay too committed to what, it, uh, what we're doing. The other thing, and I, this is the part that I think we love the most in our family, is it's fast and easy. Um, we, we order our food. We, uh, my wife usually does it, but we plan the meals together. Um, and she just goes and puts it a cart, just like she's on Amazon and orders the food and we pick a day and we go at four o'clock on Friday or whatever that day is. And we go and pick up our food and they bring it right out to the car. They put it in the trunk and we go home. So number seven. Um, on ideas of saving on groceries. Don't take your kids with you. The reason why I say that, if you can avoid taking your kids shopping, this is ideal because they want everything. And before you know it, that $100 grocery trip cost you $200 because you picked up everything off the shelves that they wanted, right? I mean, how many times have you gone to the grocery store and your kid goes, I want this, I want that, I want this, I want that. And you might have the willpower to say no for a while, but after a while, you're probably going to be like, you know what? Okay, just have that. Okay, just have this. Okay. Or they'll remind you, quote unquote, remind you, hey, we need this. We forgot, you know, we need this and I forgot to put it on the list, mom or dad. You know, so uh, be careful taking your kids to the grocery store. Uh, this takes me back to number six, curbside pickup. If you have curbside pickup, you can take your kids to the grocery store with you and you're not tempted to buy anything because you don't actually go in the store. And this isn't a sales pitch for curbside pickup. I just know it works and there's value to it because yes, you're spending some money to get them to do the work for you, but you're saving so much more by not going into the store and buying things that you didn't need because you thought you needed them or, oh wait, you know, the steaks are on sale. Let me go buy steak. You know, well, it's not in your menu. When are you going to have it? And then now you've got steak that's sitting in the fridge or the uh, freezer or whatever. Number eight, don't quit because it didn't work and how you expected it the first month. Don't quit. If you're making a plan, awesome. Stick to it that first month and you're bound to have some struggles. So if you made a commitment to save $50 in the month and you have a bad month or bad week, maybe you didn't save $12.50 that week. Remember $50 a month is $12.50 a week, you know, then don't give up. Do the next week and put your plan together and save that $12.50. You know, because it takes habits and it takes time. It's not going to just happen with a snap of a finger. You have to do little micro adjustments to change your habits. All right. So don't beat yourself up. So if you're making a grocery list and have to go to the store once or twice a week because of the big shopping trip, you forgot something. That's okay. Learn from your mistakes and adjust and make it better the next week. Some weeks are going to be better than others. I'm not going to lie. But let's say you were able to successfully save $50 every other month. You still save $300 in a year. You know, I'm not giving you a license to screw it up, but don't beat yourself up and quit because you didn't save what you were hoping to save. Remember, the goal is to make small adjustments to your plan and grow one habit at a time. If you save $20 a week, I said $12.50 earlier, but let's say $20 a week, that's over $1,000 a year. It's $1,040 in a 52-week year. Imagine what you can do with $1,000. Put it into savings. Have a little bit of extra to play with when things go wrong with an emergency savings. You can go on a little vacation. 
You can surprise your wife or kids or, you know, your husband with something that they've been wanting. You can have a better savings for Christmas. So it's not a big surprise. You know, there's so many things that you can do with that thousand dollars that you saved on just, on just budgeting groceries better. All right. So what do you do with the savings? That's a great question. And honestly, this is up to you. I mentioned some things, all right? But for now, um, I would personally put that savings in a line item and put it on hold until you decide what you're going to do with it. Don't impulse spend on your savings because this is not what it's used for, but save that money, put it aside, put it in a, you know, maybe it's an emergency fund or whatever, or keep it in your line item for your groceries and save and then carry it over the following month. So if your grocery, just use an easy number, well, let's keep with the 600. If I said I was going to spend 550 and I was successful and I saved 550 and my budget originally was 600, then I have $50 the next month. And so now I'm only going to spend 500 because of new money because the 50 is already there. So 500 and then the next month it's 450 and so on and so forth. And before long, you've got this extra money. But if you have an extra, like, let's say it's Valentine's Day and you want to make an elaborate meal for your, your spouse because it's, it's a romantic meal or whatever, you can splurge a little bit and you have a little bit of savings from that line item. However you want to do it, have a plan for whatever you're going to do with the savings. So I hope that uh, you um, are on your way to savings um, with something as so easy as saving for on groceries. If you have any questions or want any uh, advice or help with your personal finances, feel free to reach out to me at john at financial doofus. That's financial D-O-O-F-U-S dot com. And I would love to set up a free consultation. This is totally free. There's no strings attached so that we can go over whatever your goals are and see how I I can assist you with creating those uh, habits and choices that you want to get and, and to get you to where you want to be. So that's it for today. I hope that it helps you um, on your way to stop being a financial doofus. And I hope you have a great rest of your week. 